One of the places where Parshas Tetzaveh and Purim meet is actually in the topic of the Big Day Kahuna, the priestly vestments. Obviously a central theme in Parshas Tetzaveh, and yet the Gemara goes on to tell us that Achashverosh wore these very Big Day Kahuna at his party. The Gemara learns this out from the fact that when the Chumash describes the purpose of the Big Day Kahuna, it says that they are l'chavod l'sefaras, for glory or honor and for splendor. And yet, these buzzwords actually appear in the Megillah itself in Ahasuerus' party. When the Megillah states, Beharoso es osher kevod malchusov es yakar tiferes gedulaso. When Ahasuerus was showing off the riches and the honor or the glory of his kingship and the preciousness of the splendor of his greatness. There we find the buzzwords Kavod and Tefaris buried in all the other praises and grandeur of Ahasuerus' party. The question is, what are we supposed to take away from the fact that Ahasuerus wore the Big Day Kahuna? Are we just supposed to know that Ahasuerus decided to dress as the Kohen Gadol that year on Purim? But in all seriousness, what exactly is the message? Maybe the point is to teach us that Ahasuerus was basking in the fact that the Bnei Yisrael no longer had the Beis HaMikdash and the Avoda of the Kohanim, perhaps something that we could hate Ahasuerus for even more. But maybe there's in fact something more. Consider what it is the purpose of the Big Day Kahuna for Kavod and Tefaris. What exactly does that mean? When we think of Avodah Hashem, we think of Ruchnius, we don't think of that as being something that we would flaunt. We don't try to seek glory for ourselves. We don't try to flaunt what we have to wear the splendor and grandeur on our sleeves. So what exactly is the role of these Big Day Kahuna? How are we supposed to understand the Kavodah Tefaris that come with being a Kohen? So while you're thinking about that question, let's look at another aspect of the Big Day Kahuna. Perhaps the most celebrated of all the Big Day Kahuna, we have the Choshen Mishpat, which was the home for many precious gemstones, one gemstone corresponding to each of the 12 Shvatim. And one of the gemstones, which is known in English as Jasper, is actually referred to in Hebrew as Yoshfei. This happens to be the stone of Shevet Binyamin. And the Mishra Shagadol tells us something very fascinating about this stone, Yoshvei, that it is actually a compound word or a conjunction of the words Yeshpeh, there is a mouth. What exactly is the message of this stone called Yeshpeh, that there is a mouth? So the Mishra tells us homiletically that the stone teaches us that Binyamin actually mastered the Mida of Shtika, of quietness. That even though Yeshpeh, even though he has a mouth, he knows that he doesn't always have to use it. This is actually pretty clear when you look at Binyamin and look at Shevet Binyamin throughout Tanakh, but just look at Binyamin and Sefer Bereshis. So much is revolving around Binyamin, all the conversations, and yet we don't hear a word from Binyamin. The Midrash goes on to tell us that Yosef even revealed himself first to Binyamin, and Binyamin kept quiet, did not tell his brothers. Everything happening around Binyamin, this is actually a Midah that Binyamin inherited from his mother, Rachel. The Gemara tells us that Rachel mastered the Midah of Shtika. She made this her trademark many different times that, the, that, that we find that she could have spoken out and she didn't. And this Midah, again, is a Midah of Sheva Binyamin. It's a trademark of Sheva Binyamin. And just because he has a mouth doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to use it. Now, there's something... No worthy about this midrash. It's that you might have asked, you know, maybe we should have called the stone Ainpeh, that there isn't a mouth. 
because that would actually highlight the quietness of Binyamin? Why, in fact, is it called Yeshpeh, that there is a mouth, if the whole point is that Binyamin knew not to speak up? So perhaps there's something to be said about all of this. Going back to the aspect of Kavod and Tiferes, glory and splendor, while although we try to generally take the model of Moshe Rabbeinu to know that the Jewish Midah is the Midah of Anivos, right? We, we try to be meek, we try to be humble, we try to be modest. And this is certainly true. But when you're engaged in certain avoda, perhaps the goal is not necessarily to bring splendor to yourself, but it's to bring splendor to the avoda that you are doing. When you are doing avoda Hashem, and certainly higher levels of avoda, that is something that has to be felt by all those who are beholding it. And it's not being arrogant, because you're not expressing your own glory and grandeur, but that of Hashem's. You are not representing yourself, but you are an ambassador of Hashem. And this, we might say, is something that can easily be corrupted, which it was by Ahasuerus. Consider how Ahasuerus, when he wore the same big tekahuna, who was he wearing it for? It says, Kivod Malchuso, his own kingship, not God's. And Yikar Teferes Gidula So, the splendor of his own greatness. It was never about Hashem's, it was about himself, an obvious corruption of the big day kahuna. But while we're thinking about the role of the big day kahuna, consider how Esther Hamalka, a descendant of Binyamin, actually had the role, you might have the vibes, consider the imagery that Esther Hamalka in her own way, may have been in the role of a Kohen Gadol. We know that the Melech in the Megillah is not merely Ahasuerus, but it's the Melech Malchem Lacham HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you have to consider the scene of Esther Hamalka walking into her own Kodesh HaKadoshim to stand before the Melech, not sure if she's even worthy, like the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. Will he live? Will he die? Going in there. But when you're going in to do the Avodah of Hashem, you really don't have any other choice. You just got to go in and do it. And this is really important for understanding which Midos that we're supposed to tap into. Because there was, once upon a time, a descendant of Binyamin who also mastered the Midah of Shtika, but perhaps at the wrong time. Someone who was humble, someone who was meek, someone who was great for all of these reasons, but he used these midos at the absolutely wrong time when it came to fighting the war against Agag, the war against Amalek. Shal HaMelech made a tragic mistake. Yes, capitalizing on some of the greatest Jewish midos, being a Rachaman, a Baishan, a Gomel Chesed, someone who's merciful, someone who's not brazen but who is bashful, someone who is humble and someone who wants to give kindness, someone who sounds like a tzaddik, but when dealing with Agag... That was absolutely wrong. There was a time, actually, to take these Jewish midos and v'nohafachu, and to do something that's the opposite of that. Because sometimes that's what Ratzon Hashem wants of you. And it's not about the midos sometimes, but it's about what is the Ratzon of Hashem at this moment. And when Shaul chose to be quiet at a time where he needed to be loud and brazen, that was an absolute mistake. And this is the message that, that Mordechai actually tells Esther at this most critical moment of the Megillah, right? He says, if you're going to be quiet at this moment, you will lose everything. Because although up until this point, I had told you to keep quiet, to keep in secret, to be discreet, 
to not let yourself be known. This is a time where you are engaged in the avoda of the Kohen Gadol. This is a time where the Kavod and Teferis is not your own, but it's Hashem's, and now you have to speak up. This is what we learn from Yeshped, the talking stone, the stone that has a mouth, because once again, it's not about being quiet. That's not the point of Binyamin. The point is knowing when and when not, knowing that there is a time to speak up. It's not just being, uh, being quiet for the sake of being quiet, but it's doing what's Ratzon Hashem. And when the Ratzon Hashem says you must speak up, then that's the time. Mishael Bezocha to maximize all of the best midos, know exactly when they belong, know when v'nohafachu, and Bezras Hashem, just like Lehudim HaYisara v'simcha v'sosim v'ikar, kainti elanu.